Hello and welcome to Titan Park where the Loudon Valley Vikings are getting ready to take on the Dominion Titans. My name is Varun Shunker. Joining me is Varun Joining me is Morgan Fisher. The Titans come in at 7-1, while the Vikings come in at a scorching 4-1 record. Unfortunately, we were unable to obtain any stats for the Vikings, but we're extremely excited to bring you this game, the inaugural baseball broadcast on the DHS Press Network. Morgan, how have the Titans looked so far this year? They've been looking um, pretty well. One of their best starts for um, ever, really, on a season. Um, they only have one loss against Woodgrove. Um... Um, the game was 6-4, to four, but they've been playing pretty well since then, so expect a good um, game here by the Titans. The Titans have on the mound their ace, Dylan Weber, 3-0 so far this year. A, a striking and sparkling 0 ERA, hasn't given up a single run yet. 29, 29 strikeouts, opponents are batting just 102 off of him. In his last start, he threw a complete game no-hitter, truly one of the greatest feats a pitcher can accomplish. You talked about that Woodgrove loss. They, since then, the Titans rebounded beautifully. Four days later, they won against Manassas Park 31-5, a absolute blowout. They won against Heritage 2 in their last game yesterday, last night, 6-2, winning on the road, a valiant effort from this team. They got Weber on the mound, and... Listen, this is a good Vikings lineup. They've got talent all around, and they come in at 4-1. What do you expect to see here from the Titans today? Um, they definitely need to continue their offense from that Manassas game, um, af especially after locking it against Woodgrove. Um, definitely great pitching, so they would ha have a lot of room to score and maybe make some moves that they weren't, weren't normally make with such a strong pitcher on the mound. So I think definitely... Having Weber on the mound gives them a lot of opportunities to score here. The order for the Valley Vikings will be batting first. They've got Connor Miller, the shortstop, batting first. Jonathan Sednak, the second baseman in the two-hole. The third hitter is Connor Bain, the right fielder. The pitcher, Michael Group, will bat fourth. Samuel Roberts, the first baseman, will bat fifth. Bradley Walker, the DH, will bat sixth. Lockhart, Cody Lockhart, the left fielder, will bat uh well, bat seventh. David Gringos, the third baseman, will man the hot corner and bat eighth. And Logan Cooper, the catcher, will bat ninth. The de their defensive substitute for, for today is Zach Klonick in center, center field. He'll be replaced in the lineup by Bradley Walker. Connor Miller, number one, will step in and looks like they'll have Kyle Quatrin behind the plate. And this is a big deal for Quatrin, who's missed some time this year due to a tricep injury. It's nice to see him back there in his senior season. Yeah, definitely a good player, an important one to have um, on the field at, at all times. Miller steps in from the right side of the batting box. The lefty, Weber, getting ready to pitch. He takes a long look in, pitching from the stretch exclusively here. Titans at normal depth here, no shift. First pitch, a fastball low. We won and 0 Behind Weber, they've got a great defense. Mitchell K will be in left. Kevin Dinamenico will be in center field. Ryan Bowman will be in right field. Jack Hickey will man the hot corner at third base. Matthew Turk will be at short. Cole Heffler will be at second. Mario Canestraro at first. And here's the first pitch hit on the ground here to Matthew Turk. A throw across the infield, and he's not able to get it there in time. Connor Miller will beat out the throw from Matthew Turk, and they will get a runner aboard here. Looks like that will be scored as a hit, ending the no-hitter already for Weber, and a runner aboard now for the Valley Vikings. Behind the plate is obviously Qual Quatrin, who's been a very good 
player for most of his career and a very solid catcher. In his absence, Nick Barron's really seemed to struggle. Yeah, definitely. Um, in that Woodgrove game, he made a lot of mistakes that you don't need, especially when you are losing. So hopefully that won't be a problem today. First pitch from Weber to Jonathan Sedmak is a curveball that drops in for a strike. Looks like they'll move the shortstop Turk a little bit closer to center, center, uh, closer to the second base bag. Now runner not going. Pitch low for a ball. One and one the count. Already, Top of the already two um, low pitches by Weber here. It's going to be important for him to be able to go deep into this game. A beautiful day here for baseball at. Titan Park as Weber sets, looks in, and he'll throw her to first base. Miller will get there in time. We talked about the weather. It's sunny, 84 degrees, and a wind blowing southwest at about 10 to 20 miles per hour. A truly special day for baseball here at Titan Park. Short lead by the runner. Weber looks like they'll be setting up outside the pitch, and it's fouled into... The right side, the right side of the infield foul ball, one and two, the count. Definitely a nice day to play baseball. Definitely one of the warmest that we've had in a long time. It continues a string of good weather for the Sterling area and Northern Virginia as a whole. One and two, the count. Nobody out in the top of the first inning. Tie game, scoreless game here with a runner on first base. Weber sets now. The pitch, and he'll throw her to first base again, taking a special emphasis to hold the runner, Connor Miller. As a shortstop, he's got to have a decent amount of speed, and especially at the leadoff position. But Weber's doing a great job paying attention to him, paying attention to Miller at first, making sure he's not able to take a long secondary lead. Hopefully, Miller at first does not sh distract Weber. A beautiful curveball there, showing there are no distractions for Dylan Weber. A swing and a miss for his first strikeout of the game taking out Jonathan Sedmak on a beautiful curveball outside. In steps in Connor Bain, the right fielder, wearing number two. Dominion wearing black with white pants today. The Vikings coming in with gray pants and a dark green uniform. Runner at first now, one out, double play opportunity here. Again, Matthew Turk playing a little bit closer to the second base bag than normal. A curveball will go high and outside for a ball, 1-0's account. On deck for the Vikings is their pitcher, Michael Group. Groups, we haven't seen what Group is able to do on the mound yet, but he's sure to be a worthy adversary for the Titans today. Weber sets the pitch, looking at first base as he threw, and that's a high fastball there for the second ball. Two balls, no strikes. For the Titans, it's an important game for them as Valley is nipping their heels in the con in the Dulles District rankings. Dominion was at first for a very long time before dropping down to third after their loss to Woodgrove. The 2-0, and it's low, bringing the count to 3-0, and you got to think here that They've either got the green light going for, uh, they got the green light going for Bain, or they're going to be telling him to take all the way. Yeah, you definitely want to get something started early, and 
um, especially with a guy on first, um, any difference he might make. Short lead for the runner at first, Connor Miller. Bain in the batter's box. And again, for the third time this inning, Weber will throw over, making a strong emphasis, trying to make sure that Miller is not moving over to second base. Yeah, he's definitely throwing a ton of pitches to first. Weber sets the pitch. He looks, fires in a strike, a fastball right belt high for the first strike, 3-1. It looks like they had the take, the take sign on. Infielders playing at a normal depth. Outfielders at the normal depth, too. Kevin Dinamenico playing in center field for Xavier Ruley. Dinamenico in his last game against Woodgrove had a beautiful double that scored the Titans' first run of the day as Weber will drop in a curveball, a pitch that's been working well for him so far this game to bring the count to 3-2. and two. A full count here with one out. Top of the first inning, no score so far. Runner on first, Connor Miller for the Vikings. And Dylan Weber trying to end this inning before they can get any more. Weber sets, looks, checks the runners, and fires in a fastball. High fastball there, high heat, and nothing but air coming up for Connor Bain as he'll strike out Weber's second strike out of the game. In comes in the pitcher, Michael Group. Already been um, quite the dominating effort here by Weber. Um, he has already struck out two, and while it's taking him a while and he's throwing a lot of pitches over, over to first, it hasn't really seemed to phase him. Groups stepping in now, pitcher versus pitcher. The runner goes. Quatrin throw is high and late, and Connor Miller will steal second base on a slide bringing the runner into scoring position that's exactly what Weber was afraid about when he threw over to first so many times yeah definitely unfortunate for the Titans considering the amount of times that he threw it over to first Weber already with 11 pitches so far with two outs one another count checks the runner at second now fires it's a fastball and looks like Michael Group was able to hold up just in time. The cleanup batter was able to hold up just in time, avoiding a strike and bringing the count to 2 and 0. Oh. Weber, the second baseman, trying to get something. And Weber fires a fastball inside that nearly hits Group in the knees. And that would have put a runner on, but, but fortunately. The pitch missed, and the count is instead 3-0. Group did not um, seem to be phased by that pitch coming so close to him as he didn't even move, really. So at second base, Cole Hepler making his first start of the season. He's only got four plate appearances, six plate appearances so far this year. But he's made the most of them, getting two hits. And again, Weber working the high fastball to get swings and misses. Another high fastball swung on and missed by these Valley hitters. Count three and one, and Valley's in a position where they could be leaving a runner in, in scoring position stranded if they're not able to get a hit here. Three one the count. Whoever checks the runners. 
Checks again. 3-1. The 3-1, it looks like the batter will have taken time right before the pitch, throwing Weber oh so slightly out of his rhythm. At third base, Jackson Hickey manning the hot corner, an important position. That left side of the infield's manned solely by sophomores, and it's a very young infield overall with just one junior playing, and the rest sophomores in Mario Canestraro, uh, Matthew Turk, and they'll throw over, and the throw will go into center field. The throw going to center field, Didymatico fires it over to third, and Michael, and Connor Miller is safe at third base, advancing on the error by catcher, uh, no, not on the error by Kyle, catcher. Error by Dylan Weber trying to pick off the runner and the throw going into center field. And that's where the inexperience of Dominion's infield comes into play. Yeah, that was definitely disappointing considering that um, Hepler had been all over um, second earlier and they just seemed to switch and up their um, thing and it backfired. And now Weber looks a little bit rattled walking. Group bringing up Samuel Roberts with runners at the corners here. Two outs and an early scoring opportunity for the Valley Vikings. Incepts hit Samuel Roberts, the first baseman. This is definitely a disappointing um, start for Weber. You know, um, walking or walking one, getting a hit on the other, and um, having a player on third is never a good position that you want to be in. See if he's able to bounce back from here without giving up any early runs. Weber checks the runners at first and third and fires a pitch that's in for a strike. 0-1 the count. Weber's got that fastball working today, and his pitches overall have been good. It's just the other mental mistakes by the defense that have hurt him so far. Yeah, it seems like um, having anyone on base is really messing with him. And now a throw over to first base, and... Bait and group will have to dive in, getting his jersey jersey dirty just to avoid being picked off for the third out of the inning. Another fastball here inside bringing the count to one and two for one and one now the count to Samuel Roberts so um in high school baseball they can put in a pinch runner at any time so there is a pinch runner in for Bain right now for group the pitcher actually. yeah for group sorry a high fastball misses as the count goes to two and one, and Weber's already laboring here in his first start since the no-hitter. You gotta wonder if that's weighing on him at all. Sets the pitch, fires another high fastball, bringing the count to three and one, and he's been missing all over today. High, low, left, right, no matter where you see it, Weber's throwing it. This is definitely out of character for him. Um, as you mentioned earlier, there definitely probably is some pressure from Throwing a no-hitter his last game, and that's an expectation he wants to live up to. He's got a 64% strike percentage on the year, throwing those that percentage of his pitches for strikes. And a fastball here is lifted into right field. It looks like it's going to be going foul and out of play. The right fielder, Ryan Bowman, running after it, losing his cap, but unable to come up with the catch. 
and we'll do this again. Now the count at three and two. Runners will be moving with two outs in the inning. Runners on the move here for the three-two from Weber to Roberts, the first baseman. Got to be alert here as defense. He can't make a single mistake here, allowing an early run. Weber sets the throw, and he'll throw over, and looks like they got the man caught in a bit of a rundown here. And the run will score, so if they're not, and they will score the run. The double steal working to perfection as the runner is called out, but run scored before the tag, so it looks like the Valley Vikings will take a one to nothing lead. Since the tag was applied after the run came home, the double steal works to perfection, giving the Titans and the Valley Vikings an early one to nothing lead in this Dulles District matchup. That's definitely disappointing for the Titans. Um, definitely not the greatest decision they could have made there as um, Valley got that's what they wanted. The, that's the risk you have with runners at the corners and a double steal coming up. You don't know what they're going to do. If you try throwing it to home base and you're unable to get the throw there, now you got a man on second, the run scores, the inning's not over, so they just got to take whatever the best opportunity is for them. On the man now, the righty group, and as we can see from the warm-ups here, he's a little bit rusty. This pitch is moving a little bit too much here and a little bit outside the zone. He's got to be very careful because this is a very dangerous tight end lineup led by a three-headed monster of Matthew Turk, Mitchell Kay, and Ryan Bowman, each of whom have had spectacular seasons so far. Anthony Eifler, the first base coach for the Titans, will go out, and the third base coach looks to be... Jeff DeMont. Anthony DeMont. And I'm sorry, it looks like the manager will also be at the third base today as Jeff Berg will be the third base coach for the Titans. Matthew Turk, the sophomore now getting ready. Batting 537 on the year with a insanely good, an insanely good. I got to double check this just to make sure I was right, and I was. He's got a 537 on base percentage for this year, which is absolutely scorching, folks. He's been knocking the ball all over for this team. And that's um, definitely see some offense here by Dominion as they want to score early in this first inning to make up for that last inning. A great leadoff hitter here in Matthew Turk scoring with uh, 14 runs scored on the year already. The first pitch is topped into the ground to the second baseman, Sedmak, and he'll get it over to Roberts for the first out of the inning. One pitch, one out for Michael Grip retiring Matthew Turk quickly. In steps in the transfer from O'Connell Mitchell K, and he's been a revelation for this team, both batting and pitching, as he's done both for this team. Batting 346 so far this year, the righty will step in. Now the first pitch from group, and they fake the bun, and the pitch will be in still for a strike, 0-1 the count. Looks like they're trying to get the bun here and then get the third baseman roaring up because it looked like David Gringos, the third baseman, was charging hard on, on the bun attempt. This 0-1 is high for a ball. One and one the count. 
the pitch. Bat grounded into right, grounded on the first base line, but it'll go foul one and two now the count. And Mitchell K has been spectacular so far this year. He's already got one home run, eight RBIs, and nine walks, giving him an on-base percentage of 541 with a slugging percentage of 615, a truly special player. He's shown his skills so far. Definitely um, watch him to see his impact on this game tonight. One out, one two, the count, and it'll be a fouled straight back, a dribbler back towards us as K will extend the count. This Dominion team went nine games without hitting a single home run, but they've managed to knock out two in their last two games. Mitchell Kay and Mario Canestrao are counting for the only diggers for this team as a fastball will drop and the catcher has to dive to his knees just to keep it in front of him, bringing the count to two and two with one out. one nothing to score early in the game as the Valley Vikings took an early lead on a double steal and the score by Connor Miller. Mitchell K now batting with Michael Group pitching. The fastball is outside for a ball 3-2, working the count full with one out. Logan Cooper, and with that, let's set the defense for the Valley Vikings. They got Cody Lockhart in left field, Zach Klonick in center, Connor Bain in right, David Gringos at the hot corner, Connor Miller at shortstop, Jonathan Sedmak at second, Samuel Roberts at first, and Logan Cooper behind the plate. The 3-2 is hit into right field for a foul ball go over the netting into the wooded area behind us. Three to the count, one out, top of the bottom of the first inning, one nothing to score so far, the Valley Vikings leading. It's been a great at-bat for Kay, um, getting to a full count. Six pitch at-bat, and here's the sixth, and he will draw a walk, giving the Titans an early leadoff a early uh, base runner, not a leadoff base runner, but still an important player to have on base. And that will bring up Ryan Bowman, the homegrown Dominion senior who's played here all four years. And he is a truly incredible player, batting 370 on the year with a 541 on base percentage and a 556 slugging. Three RBIs, 11 runs, and seven walks. Let's see if he's able to get anything going for the Titans here. And he will ground a fastball into right field, but it looks like it'll be foul. Also look for Kay to steal here as he has seven stolen bases on the season with um, ne and never being tagged out on any of them. A truly special base, base runner on the base paths, a terror for pitchers. They got to keep an eye on him no matter what he does. Kay looking at a lead here, getting low in his stance. It looks like the pitcher will, it looks like they're anticipating a pickoff. Cheers from the Dominion dugout coming from Ryan Bowman. The pitch, and he will drop a perfect bunt. Group gets to it and throws it over to first for the out. But they will advance the runner to second base, bringing up a power hitter, the cleanup batter, sophomore Mario Canestraro. And Canestraro is a truly special player, playing both plays pitching and batting, and he's been spectacular at both. He's got a 318 average for the year, a 500 on-base percentage, and a 591 slugging percentage. One home run in his last game against Heritage, a looming moonshot even, could say. 10 RBIs on the year, six walks, a truly great player. Let's see if he's able to get this run in from second base. The first pitch from group. Sets from the stretch, he throws, and a low ball there. Canestraro thought about it, but decided not to swing. 1-0 the count. He definitely has the power to bring home K right here. 
See if he's able to even get a single. That's enough to score K with the speed he's got. Low fastball, and that'll bounce back to the backstop, allowing allowing K to advance to third on the wild pitch from Michael Group. Disappointing for Valley there as they really can't let anything pass them, especially with such a good base runner as K. Another wild pitch, and we could see K advancing home. He'll be taking a nice long lead. Third baseman not even holding the runner here. See what Canestraro is able to do. 2 0 the count. High fastball here for a fast for a ball, and that'll bring the count to three and zero. Let's see what Mario does here. You could see a take sign, but that'll bring up a string of hitters who are not as effective as the one that they have up right now. So you can see a powerful string here for Mario Canestraro. Three and zero the count. The pitch from Group, a fastball in for a strike. Three and one now the count. A low pitch there by um, Group. Right at the knees, perfect job of framing the pitch there by the catcher, Logan Cooper. Group sets, delivers a high fastball, and Kenestrara will take his bases, bringing runners to the corners. And could we see a similar strategy for the Titans here as the Valley Vikings employed in the first inning when they brought a double steal? You've got the requisite speed at third, but do you have the speed at first base with Mario? Mario is nowhere near what they call a... Base path to Terrace. He's got no stolen bases on no attempts so far this year. Not really what they call an impact base runner, but he does his job at the plate and on the mound. First pitch low for a ball to Matt Roth, the senior. Hitting just 217 on the year. He's struggled as a designated hitter, but overall, he's a solid player. He's been here for four years. and Let's see if he's able to pull something together. Cheers coming from both dugouts now. Important part in the game here as the fastball will be bounced into shallow right field for a foul ball. 1-1 one, one the count now. Two outs. Valley Vikings leading the Dominion Titans here at Titan Park. 1-0. Runners at the corners though for Dominion as they're threatening to tie this game and maybe do even more. Here's a high fastball in for a ball. On deck now, four. On deck now, four. The Titans is Kyle Quatrin making his, marking his second game back from the tricep injury that sidelined him for the first six games of this year, and then a few in the middle after that. Looks like they'll bring in a mound visit here. Pitching coach, I'm sorry, manager Wayne Todd coming in to talk to his pitcher, trying to calm him down before an important pitch here. 2-1 the count now. Runners at the corners, looks like Anthony Eifler will be giving some advice to Mario Canestraro. Obviously with the young players, you want to coach him up, making sure there's no base running mistakes here. With two outs, you can't afford anything here. You could see a double steal here from Dominion. They've got a few signs coming on from head coach Jeff Berg. They definitely have an opportunity to make their first mark in this game. Very short lead for K. The pitch from Group. He fires, and it's bounced into foul territory. A grounder, though, just run foul before the third base bag for a. And we'll do this again at 2 and 2. He's already had a couple of um, foul balls going to the right side, so hopefully he can just get those in play. Group's pitching him outside here. He's trying to see if he can take him the other way. Let's see what Group does here. They'll set up inside. 
The pitch bounced again into right field, nearly taking out the hand of the first base coach. And again, Matt Roth showing a consistent effort, trying to extend this at bat in any way possible, getting that run in from third base. The longer you keep an at-bat going, the longer something can happen. Put the ball in play and things happen. Keep the at-bat alive and don't strike and don't strike out. And good things happen with wild pitches and just wild things. This is baseball, folks. Anything is possible. And Roth definitely has the opportunity to make a mark, and he's making a lot of contact here. Two and do the count now. First and third, Riders at the corners. And Matt Roth will bounce a ground ball softly to the first baseman, Samuel Roberts. Roberts will take it to the bag himself, ending the inning. The Titans bring two men aboard, but are unable to score either. Stranding two, leaving the score at one to nothing at the bot at the end of the first inning. A fortunate end to an at-bat from Matt Roth as he... Um, just kept staying alive with just fouling off pitches after pitches. Let's see if Dylan Weber's able to get an easier inning here. He labored a bit at that first, but let's see if his second is any better. Weber's stretching now. Going into this inning, Weber definitely wants to um, have a quick inning here, limit his pitches and just um, try to face as the lowest amount of batters that he can. Let's see if he's able to get a quick, efficient uh, inning here in the second. Firing warmer pitches to Kyle Quatrain. Weber throws around 80 miles per hour on his fastball and his changeup drops off quite a bit from there, giving the hitters, giving the hitters quite a struggle to deal with. He's a little bit wild so far in this game. Let's see if that is just due to the warm weather, if he's able to warm up later into this game. The wind also seems to perhaps be a factor, as you can see the flag um, blowing all over the place. That pause from Morgan Fisher was because the latest warm-up pitch from Dylan Weber came straight at us, nearly beating her in the head if it wasn't for this netting right here. Up now for the Valley Vikings is Samuel Roberts, as he did not get to bat. He, he was in the middle of this at bat when the double steal occurred, ending the inning. He'll get another shot here to get on base for the Valley Vikings. It's a good, rangy outfield for the Titans here today. They've got Kay in left. Didomenico in uh, center. He's not the greatest defender compared to the other one, other center fielder they have. Xavier really has made some truly spectacular truly spectacular plays this year, but he is indeed a solid defender with a good arm. First pitch to Roberts is a curveball that'll be outside for a ball, 1-0. In right field, they've got Ryan Billman. Each of these three has good arm and good range, truly five tool players who can do anything they need to do. 1-0 the count now, Valley Vikings with a one nothing lead. And a fastball will be hit right back at the pitcher. Hepler tries to make a diving stop, and he's unable to. And he'll The ball will bounce into center field. Runner nearly going to second base, but he'll get shooed back by his first base coach, staying at first. A leadoff single here for, Brad, for Samuel Roberts, bringing up the designated hitter. 
Bradley Walker. It's a righty heavy lineup here for the Vikings today. They've almost, the first six batters so far have all been right hand batters, which impacts Weber so far, a lefty, giving him the lefty righty matchup he'd rather not see. The DH Walker now with the runner on first base. Weber sets the pitch. Curveball in there. No. No call from the ump, and they'll give it as a ball. Questionable call there as that pitch looked to be right about belt high. Short lead for the runner at first. Hickey moving just a few steps in, anticipating a sack bunt. A swing on a fastball there from Walker. He'll swing and miss for a 1-1 one, one, uh, one one count. Hopefully this um, runner on first does not distract um, Weber as much as it did the first inning and he is able to just get in his pitches and strike this guy out. Again Hickey taking just a few steps and he's anticipating a sack bunt here. He's ready to pounce on anything and here there is the bunt will be go Walker will lay down a bunt that will dribble foul into foul territory bringing the count to one and two, and that takes away the bunt here because if he fouls on this bunt, he'll be fouling out, ending, uh, striking out in, in essence. I've seen a lot of foul balls to um, the right side of home plate. A lot of pitchers trying to go away here. High fastball here from Weber. Two to the count now, Weber on his fifth pitch of the inning. A curveball will drop outside of the zone, bringing the count full, three, two, no outs. 18 pitches so far for Weber in this game. A lower count than you'd expect, but nevertheless, he's gotta make sure he keeps that count down. 3-2 the count, running full. Weber checks the runners and drops in a fastball, locking the hitter up. Unable to do anything as Walker as he'll just walk back to the dugout now. A, another strikeout for Dylan Weber. Weber definitely needs to keep his count down and striking out Walker there definitely will help with that. In steps in Cody Lockhart. That was Weber's third strikeout of the game early in the second inning. Now here's a fastball that's hit right into foul territory, hitting the netting. 0-1 the count. It's going to be important for Weber to get ahead of these hitters. He's had a few first pitch balls so far, and that's not what you want to see from him. You want to see him getting ahead early and making impact plays. Yeah, he's definitely been falling back into the count, which is not good. Huge hole between... Uh, short and third as Weber's fastball is too high for a ball. Canestraro holding the runner at first. Anticipating any pickoff throw here. Weber throws in a fastball that looked like it was about knee high, but they'll give it to him as a strike. One and two now the count with one out in the inning. Let's see if Weber's able to induce a double play here to get out of this get out of this slight jam. 
Weber sets the pitch. Swung on, but no, no swing there as it'll be a ball, a ball in the dirt. 2-2 two, two the count. And that play just showed how confident Quatrain um, is as a catcher, just making um, playing the dirt just look very easily easy, and he's obviously a veteran here. The veteran catcher in his fourth season as Weber will fire over a fastball to Canestraro at first base, trying to catch the runner sleeping, but unable to do so. 2-2 two, two the count, one out. Top, top of the second inning, Valley on top, one to nothing after they scored a run on a double steal at the top of the first. Here's another low pitch here, and the fat and Quatrain will fire it in, but he's unable to get an accurate throw as the runner will advance to second for the second time. But it looks like at the same time that Lockhart struck out, Lockhart struck out on the wild pitch that ensued. The first base, uh, all right, let's get this straight here. Lockhart struck out on that third pitch. It was a drop third strike because it was a curveball in the dirt. And on that wild pitch, the runner advanced from first to second on the inaccurate throw by Kyle Quatrain. But there was obstruction by the hitter, so he went back to first. Oh, did not see that, and he indeed is back at first base. First pitch to David Gringos is fouled back. 0-1 the count. Oh, won the count. And Weber will throw it over to first base, keeping the, f the runner at first, Samuel Roberts, honest. And a fastball here is fired in. A swing, the swing from Gringotts late and just over the pitch, that not able to. Not able to make any contact there, bringing the count to 0-2, and Weber is close now to getting his fifth strikeout of the game here. If he's able to get just one more strike and get out of this inning. Yeah, he's definitely looking a lot more confident. And a fastball's word in right on the hands, but the ump calls it a strike, and that's Weber's fifth punch out of the night, ending the second inning. No, sorry, ending the top of the second inning. No runs on one hit and no errors for the Valley Vikings as they strike out two times in the top of the second. Great job there by Dylan Weber bouncing back from a rough first inning. Yeah, we definitely started to see the Weber that we've seen earlier in the season, especially on that last batter with um, three strikeouts, three strikes and no balls. Here comes Michael Group who struggled in his first inning of work. He had runners at the corners with two outs and was able to get out of the jam, but you want to see if he's able to possibly get a cleaner inning here or if the Titans are able to exploit what they saw in that first inning. They, say a lot of, they saw a lot of pitches from group, and if they're able to time up his fastball and then use that to time up his off-speed and breaking pitches, this could be a exciting inning to watch. Especially the last hitter, Matt Roth, you saw a lot Although he grounded out, um, he was able to get a lot of um, foul balls, um, which shows that Dominion can make contact here. Yeah, they were able to get a lot of pitches to the uh, opposite side of the infield, doing a good job 
of making sure that they're not just trying to pull the ball and they're just trying to let the ball go where it hits. They'll go for a quick mound visit now, but the catcher, first baseman, third baseman, and second baseman will all head back to their respective positions as Kyle Quatrain steps in. And the second, the bottom of the second inning is underway. First pitch from group now. Fly ball that goes foul. 0-1 the count. For Valley, their last three games have also been have resulted in two and one record. They lost to Riverside five to three as Group fires in a fastball that's fouled straight back by Quatrain. They lost to Riverside five to three, and Riverside right now is a special team. We'll get to that in a second. They won at County seventeen to nine, doing a great job scoring runs in that game, and then they shut out Parkview by an imposing score of ten to nothing, giving them their four and one record on the year. Group sets now the 0-2 to Quatrain, and he will hit a sh sharp ground ball to short, and the throw is in time, retiring the runner. The Dulles District right now, Dominion occupied the first spot for a majority of the season, but after the loss to Woodgrove, they dropped down to third. Woodgrove has the top spot with a 2-0 record in the district and a 5-0 record overall. Riverside's 8-1 on the year, but 2-0 in the district, so they're also an intimidating team. Both those teams are playing tonight, so we'll get you an update on that game as soon as it ends. Yeah, this has been a strong season for Dulles District. In steps in Cole Hepler, and the first pitch to him is high. The junior making his first start of the year. Not much on Hepler so far this year. He's only got six plate appearances in relief so far. Two for four in those appearances with two singles and one walk. And he will swing and a miss at a high fastball. No, sorry, a chest-level fastball, evening the count at one and one. Yeah, while he hasn't had a lot of at-bats, he has been able to make his mark on this team and just giving. A high fastball now, a little bit wild here from, a little bit wild here from uh, Group in the second inning as he will f bring the count to two and one. Group sets the pitch and again, they'll take it the opposite way, fouled right near the Loudoun Valley coaches. Infield playing at a normal depth, same for the outfield. No shift here for Hepler. Huge hole between short and third. Another pitch fouled in the same direction as the last one. 2-2 two, two the count. They're getting decent contact, just not able to get it within the fair territory. Group sets the pitch low, bringing the count full. Three and two now. On deck now is sophomore Jackson Hickey, one of the many sophomores on this team who've done a great job of contributing. Group now the three two. It's outside, and Cole Hepler will draw his second walk of the year. Great job by him in limited plate appearances, making his impact. And in steps Jackson Hickey hitting 296 so far in this year with four RBIs and six walks. A slight concern for Hickey is his high strikeout rate at he, as he's got 16 already. There'll be a slight stoppage of play. Not really sure what's going on here. 
Looks like Hepler's having a bit of trouble getting off his cast on his right wrist. A little bit of extra protection for Hepler there, and first base coach Anthony Eifler will go over to help him get it off. As And he will keep it on, unable to get it off, as he will just run with it on. A little bit of an unusual situation there. Fastball outs, fastball in for a strike against Hickey. You don't want to see Hickey striking out. He was a good hitter when he gets contact, but when he's swinging and missing wildly, especially as many young players do, it's something that he can struggle with. The 0-1 now. Fastball in for a strike at the knees. 0-2 now the count. Hickey falling behind early. And Morgan, it looks like you have a little bit of update on the Cole Hepler wrist situation. Yeah, so he's he hurt his wrist earlier in the season, and he has it on, so when he slides back to first, he does not injure it again, and it just prevents any further injury. The 0-2 now, and E will strike him out. Hickey will go down for the seventh time this year on strikes, and that will bring up Kevin Didomenico, our former broadcast partners. The left-handed batter now. Stepping in, the pitcher and outfielder batting 375 on the year with four RBIs, five runs, and five walks, sporting a slugging percentage of 750. Let's see what he's able to do here. Runner at first is holding. Want to know the count? To Kevin Didomenico. Didomenico takes the pitch from Gruber, Gruber, from Group Low, bringing the count to 2-0. and And he will hit a scorcher to third base line, but the third baseman. David Gringos makes a spectacular play, ranging to his left, and fires an accurate throw down to the first baseman, Roberts, for the third out of the inning. Yeah, the inning started very promising, um, only to end in a strikeout and uh, a flyout right to the third baseman. The ground out to the third baseman there. Uh, and so far for group, it's been a... Relatively efficient three innings for him as he's only thrown 34 pitches, uh, efficient two innings as he's only thrown 34 pitches so far. One nothing still, the score here at Titan Park as in the top of the third inning, Titans unable to score so far even as they've been able to get runners on and that first inning run for the Vikings has been the difference so far. Yeah, Weber had um, a very strong ending to the last inning, so hopefully he continues that momentum. Two strikeouts in the last frame he pitched in, and let's see if he's able to continue that excellence and dominance here. Stepping in now is the catcher, Logan Cooper. And we've got a listener coming up here telling us what a great job we've been doing so far this game. 
Cooper, Miller, and Sedmak, the three coming up for the Vikings this inning. A nice crowd here for the Titans today, drawing about 50 people. It's a small capacity here at Titan Park, but the crowd that comes is extremely energetic, playing music and having a spectacular time. It's definitely a nice night to go watch a baseball game. Uh, very warm and a little windy. It looks like the Nationals are in action right now as they'll be taking on the Colorado Rockies. So far, that game has just started out as the Nationals kept the Rockies scoreless in the top of the first inning and are now batting one out now, and it's Bryce Harper right now on deck with Anthony Rendon batting now. Tanner Roark doing a good job there. First pitch from Weber is low for a ball. 1-0 the count. It actually looked like it hit the mound. Didn't even get out, like hit the grass. So hopefully he's okay. Was it a bad release or did it seem like he heard something on that? Perhaps both. Um, it was definitely a bad release, but hopefully he isn't hurt. Let's hope that he's okay, and let's monitor that situation a little bit closely, watching his pitches. Weber taking a little bit of time to walk around, get himself get himself set on the mound here. One to know the count to Logan Cooper, the righty. First pitch, and again, it's low and outside, bringing the count to 2-0 and oh for Dylan Weber as he faces Logan Cooper. And it's a high pop-up here, and it looks like it will go over the, the over the fencing and back behind us here. I covered my head instinctively. I don't want to get hit in the head with a baseball, I'll tell you that. Went up into the... Um, Bushy grass, area over yeah. there. Two and one the count now. Just a little bit to the right of us. And it's a curveball that... Cooper does his best to even get a piece of, and he's able to bounce it for a foul ball, bringing the count to two and two. Cooper wearing Michael Jordan's 23. Obviously, Jordan known for his career as a basketball player, but he spent two years coach, uh, two years playing in the minor leagues for the Chicago White Sox. And the third pitch for Weber is a beauty. A fastball painting the black there for his sixth strikeout of the game so far. And speaking of Jordan, it was a truly special experience for those minor leaguers who have played with Jordan. And two impactful people who were on Jordan's team in those days were Nomar Garcia Parra and Terry Francona. Francona, obviously, the skipper for the Cleveland Indians and the first ever pitcher first ever manager as the fastball to the the pitcher is bobbled by Weber but Hickey came in there making the play and getting the first, second out of the inning very strong um, infield play by Hickey showing that you know even if um, someone else makes a mistake that Dominion can adapt and get the out in steps in Connor Miller. He scored the only the only run of this game so far, getting to first base on a single. Yes. On a single, a as the first pitch from Weber is a fastball. 
inside for a strike. 0-1 oh, the count. He then advanced a second on a steal, made it to third on a wild pitch, and then came home on the double steal, scoring the only run of the game so far. 0-1 oh, pitch is hit sharply foul for the second strike of the at-bat. 0-2 oh, the count. Weber started off this inning pretty rocky, but has been pitching really well ever since then. It's more it's emblematic in a way of the game itself. He started off the game rough in that first inning, but he's really settled down and turned into the ace we know he is. A high fastball here from Weber. As I say, he's settled down. One and two now the count with two outs in the top of the third inning. Four innings to go after the Titans will have Five chances to go after this, trying to get one run as long as the deficit stays where it is. And a low slider there from Weber, evening the count at 2-2 two and two with two outs so far. On deck is Jonathan Sedmak, the second baseman. The Titans will have the top of the order coming up with Turk, Kay, and Bowman if Weber can get out of this inning right here. And he gets a sharp ground ball that gets right under Jackson Ickey's glove and bounces to the left field, Mitch, the left fielder Mitchell K. as Miller is on again on the second ground ball to an infielder. The first one to Turk this time to Hickey. And we're seeing the effects of having such a young infield for the Titans right now. Yeah, that was definitely a rocky pitch, uh, or sorry, a rocky hit going up to Hickey. Um, as he made um, a good play earlier in the inning. Just an unlucky play for him, bouncing just under his glove. That hop here on the infield. Runner at first now for Sedmak. Weber checks the runner now, making sure he can't steal. Sets, pitches, throws a little bit high. 1-0. Domenico still in left field now. Domenico in center still replacing Xavier Rulli, who's had a tough time as the pickoff to first by Weber is not in time as the runner will get back safe. Yeah, hopefully um, the runner on first is not. And a strong fastball there from Weber. Getting in for a strike, one and one the count. As I was saying, um, hopefully the runner on first does not um, distract Weber as it did earlier in the um, game. Just stay focused on getting those strikeouts. One and one the count now, two outs and a curveball vanishing under the bat of Jonathan Sedmak. He doesn't know what happened. Beautiful call there by catcher Kyle Quatrain, getting the count to one and two. One and two the count now, two outs in the top of the third inning. One to nothing to score, Valley leading. Runner at first base, it's Connor Miller. And Weber ends the inning with another strikeout. The softball team so far is not having the brightest day so far. Losing 8 to nothing in the fifth inning. You'd like to see them turn it around. It's been a frustrating season for softball there. 
three and five currently, but hopefully they're able to pick it up as we head into the closing stages of the season. Yeah, disappointing season for softball as they also lost their JV team. To the bottom of the third will go. Titans losing one to nothing. Long way to go here for the Titans. Let's see if they're able to get something going here with the top of the order coming up. Warmer pitcher's coming now from Group. He's still in there as the pitcher for the Vikings. Throwing fastballs exclusively right now in his warm-up. He'll face the top of this vaunted Titans order as he'll take on Matthew Turk, Mitchell Kay, and Ryan, Ryan Bowman. For Turk, the one thing I want to see him do is see a little bit more pitches, especially as a leadoff batter. He's got to work on getting aboard, and on that first... In the first at-bat of this game, he grounded out very quickly to the first baseline on the first pitch he saw. Yeah, definitely needs to um, kind of um, understand the pitches and the pitcher and just kind of get a feel for what he's facing. They say that the pitcher gets exposed in the third, the third time he goes through the order. Well, it's the second time for the Titans. Let's see if they're able to expose group right now. No defensive substitutions for the Vikings. They'll keep the same guys they kept in there since the beginning of this game. Another bound visit, punching gloves they are. Getting their pitcher, their pitcher pumped up for this bottom of the third inning. Turk, the sophomore, grounded out in one pitch his first time up. Let's see if he's able to do better his second time. It's a fastball low, but in for a strike. 0-1 the count. One to nothing the score so far. Valley leading. It's been a tight game so far. Um, both teams getting runners. And Turk will bounce a ground ball right to the pitcher, and he will be retired on two pitches this time for the first out of the inning, bringing up Mitchell K. K in his first at-bat walked on a very long at-bat, was able to get from first to second on a wild pitch and then advanced to third on another wild pitch. And then was unable to come home with runners on the corners as Matt Roth grounded out to first base, leaving those runners stranded. Yeah, Kay's definitely. Kay's a special talent. He'll foul the first pitch into right field. He's been the closest that um, the Titans have been to scoring, and he definitely can pick up where he left off in the inning. A light breeze coming in here as the sun begins to set. Lights coming on here. We're going to be playing some night baseball here today, folks. Group's pitch is a curveball that drops down low, 1-1 the count. Mitchell K, the transfer from O'Connell, will watch a fastball as it bounces to the plate. Two and one to count. The two one to K is outside. Three and one now the count. 
And Kay's got to get the green light here. Let's see if he's able to get his second walk of the game and his 11th of the year. Group sets the pitch, and it will be in for a strike, working the count full. 3-2 now, top of bottom of the third inning. One to nothing the score. Vikings leading. Three to the count now. No runners on base for the Titans. The three-two. And K will swing and a miss, striking out in his first official at bat his first official at bat of the night. Um disappointing um end to that at bat for K as he was um at one point three and one and he was able to get anything. On the flip side, Group did a great job coming back from the 3-1 count there to strike out one of the best hitters in the game, Mitchell K. In steps in Ryan Bowman. Ryan Bowman sees the first pitch and hits it into right field. The right fielder, Bain, will get under it, and that will end the inning. Looks like that pitch had a bit of a chance there. It's a nice warm night here, ball carrying well. But nevertheless, the Titans will, be, uh, will go down in order in the bottom of the third. To the fourth we go. The... The Vikings will have Bain, Group, Roberts, the next three up. Disappointing um, inning there for the Titans, getting all three out in a row. Um. And those three, you know, the power hitters, the most dynamic hitters for the Titans. You want to see them get on base and get something going for this team. Yeah, not a lot of um, movement from this top of the lineup um, and those guys definitely the ones who you want to see making some plays. Top of the fourth inning now. Top of the fourth inning now for the Titans. Let's see if they're able to get if they're able to get a quick inning here for for Mitchell K. And it looks like there'll be a slight lineup change here. There'll be a slight lineup change here, and I'm scrambling to find the Dominion roster at this point in time. The third baseman, Jackson Icky, has been taken out in favor of Matthew Lawn, who come in to play third base. Uh, looks like Xavier Ruley's taking some warm-up pitches on the side here. Not sure if he's still going to be in the game. And that looks to be all the changes so far, but... We will alert you if we notice anything else. Looks like Turk will stay where he is. Didomenico will stay at Didomenico, uh And the outfield will stay the same. So it looks like the only change is Hickey gets replaced. And I'm not really sure what the rationale behind the move was, but nevertheless they made it. And let's see what happens here. Yeah, perhaps looking just for some sort of change to get this team going. Weber now facing number 33, the pitcher, Michael Group, pitcher on pitcher here. First pitch of the inning for Weber. And it's a curveball that'll be outside. Few times today he's missed outside with that curveball and more of a slider, to be honest. It's coming in on right-handed hitters, and it's something that should be really effective if he throws it getting in on the hands of these hitters, but he's unable to do so, nibbling at the corners, and that's not what you can do here. And here he gets in on the hands of Group, and Group will foul it for a strike. One one the count. That ball just soared over the fences. 
Um, not hitting anything, just going right over. One and one the count. Now one to nothing the lead for the Rowden Valley Vikings. And and Weber's fastball goes in for a strike, bringing the count to one and two. One and two now the count. And a fastball from K will be way from Weber will be way inside, bringing the count to two and two. Group setting in now for the two two. And a slider will drop in inside exactly where in on the hands of the hitter right where Weber wanted it for the first out of the inning. Yes, and um, Weber has won that pitcher-on-pitcher -pitcher battle there. Eight, that's his eighth strikeout of the game, eight through just three and a third of an inning. That's a beautiful job there by Weber to get through what would look like it could be a bad start. We've seen other Dominion pitchers have rough starts, including Mitchell Kay against Woodgrove, but he settled down really well. Let's see if the offense is able to carry him as his slider will drop down towards the feet of the batter, Samuel Roberts, first baseman, for a ball, one another count. Yeah, um, very impressive numbers for pretty early in the game. Strikeout heavy pitcher here is Weber, one another count. And he will throw a fastball that hits the legs of Robert and looks like he will take his base going down to first, if I'm not mistaken. And I was mistaken. Looks like it did not hit his foot according to the home, base, home plate umpire. And he skipped over it just in time. And he will stay where he is. 2-0 now the count. Indignant shouts from the Vikings crowd here as they insist that it did hit him in the foot. Nevertheless, we'll do this at the 2-0. The and he will hit a sharp ground ball to the shortstop, Matthew Turk. Turk making the throw, but the throw will take Canestraro off the bag, allowing the runner to make it to first base. Um, frustration coming from Turk as that has been his second throw to first that has been, um, that didn't get the runner out, either being too slow or off the bag. Bradley Walker, the designated hitter, stepping in now. Runner on first, one out. Let's see if Weber's able to induce a double play here. And his first fastball misses inside, one and other count. One and other count now. Weber sets the pitch inside. Sorry, Two no. and other count. Um, he's throwing a lot of inside pitches, almost hitting Walker after he almost hit um, Robert as well. Robert's the first baseman, has had a good game so far, getting on in, his justice, in just his second at bat. Bradley Walker now stepping in. Walker struck out in his first time up. 
Runner on first here. The throw, a slow curveball here. A changeup, to be honest. Not a curveball. And Walker will swing and a miss. Two and one the count. Um, Dylan Weber keeps shaking his leg as it looks like he might be hurting or don't know what's wrong with him there. Experiencing some sort of discomfort here as he will throw in a curveball that's too high. Three and one now the count. Um, and you definitely can't, it would um, really hurt the Titans if he was to come out now um, if he was hurt because he has had a very dominant game so far. It's his right leg here, and you can see him just trying to wobble it around, and it's the leg he's planning on as he pitches, and he'll throw over to first base here. Is it stiff, or, I mean, we, we don't want to speculate here, but I'm trying to see if there's some answers. Perhaps it has a connection to the pitch that he threw earlier in the game that just went straight onto the mound. Let's hope it's nothing serious. The 3-1 pitch from Weber. He'll stay in the game. Runner on first base. High fastball here. And the, the, the batter, Walker, will swing and miss for the second strike, bringing the count full. We'll get you your update on the Nationals in just a second. It's the bottom of the second inning now. Still no score for the Nationals, who are having a bit of a rough start to the season. Six and seven so far. 3-2 now the count to Bradley Walker. Bradley will watch a curveball drop into the middle of the zone for the second out of the inning. And his leg does not seem to be bothering him with another um, dominating at-bat. That's his ninth strikeout of the game so far through just four innings. He's truly putting on a pitching clinic here right now. And this is nothing new for Weber. We saw that in his last game, he, the no-hitter, he struck out 14 in just seven innings. The first pitch to Cody Lockhart is hit over the netting into foul territory. Runner on first base is Samuel Roberts, the first base, but not a lot of speed there, but Weber's still got to be a little bit careful. He's already thrown over there a few times. 0-1 the count, two outs. Top of the fourth inning, and a fastball will get behind Quatrain. The runner will advance to second base, standing up, and now they've got a runner in scoring position, and that's exactly what you didn't want here from Dylan Weber. His leg does not seem to be bothering him, but it's his arm that's giving him trouble at the moment right now. He is throwing wild pitches left and right. It almost looked like he, as he was throwing the pitch, looked backed at first, which could have messed him up on that pitch. The timing's so important for a pitcher. The 1-1 right now. The 1-1 pitch. And Lockhart will swing, and looks like he held up just in time, bringing the count to 2-1. and one. Lockhart, the left fielder, the home plate umpire, will peel to the second base one, but it looks like there was no swing there. Lots of movement by the second baseman, Hepler. And it's a fastball here that'll catch the low part of the zone here, even up the count at two and two. Coming up for the Titans, they'll have Mario Canestraro, Matt Roth, and Kyle Quatrin 
after Quatrin, they'll have Cole Hepler in the third baseman instead of Jackson Hickey. They'll have Matthew Lawn coming in as he replaced Hickey earlier in the game. Two and two the count. And it's a, it's a curveball that will drop out of the zone for a ball. Three and two the count now. With the count full and two outs, the runner should be moving on the pitch here. Yeah, and the movement definitely uh, messes up Weber as he's constantly looking back right before he pitches. Weber checks the runner more than one time. It looks like he's trying to get Hepler to dart in for a pickoff. That's, and he will fake a throw down to second, wanting the runner to get back. There's a wasp flying around our heads right now, and I'm not gonna lie, if that wasp comes near me, I will be gone faster than Billy Hamilton out of the batter's box at the Reds games. Weber sets for the 3-2. Pitches. And it's a soft grounder that will go to Weber. Weber fires it over to Canestraro to end the inning. No runs on one hit for the Valley Vikings as they'll go down with one hit and the score still at 1-0. Coming up for your Dominion Titans, Ryan Bowman. No, Ryan Bowman strike out. My bad. Coming up for your Dominion Titans, Mario Canestraro, Matt Roth, Kyle Quatrin, and after that, we'll see what happens. Looks like the Titans are having um, a huddle before um, getting ready to hit. This is an important inning right here. They got to make sure that they labor. Make, they got to make sure they make group work at the very least. He's yeah. having a very easy job so far getting in and out of innings with ease. And you can see the ovation coming from the crowd as the Titans shuffle into the dugout. Yeah, the, um, the Titans definitely need to score here as they are coming closer to the seventh inning. Group now throwing his warm-up pitches. The nose changes here for the Vikings. The Titans are trying to get something, anything going here. Let's see if Mario Canestraro can do some damage here with that big bat of his. Cheers coming from the crowd for Canestraro as he steps in to the batter's box. Beautiful day for baseball here. The sun is gone, but our sp we are still here calling the game in the bottom of the fourth inning. A fastball is grounded to the third base, but third baseman unable to make the play, but the shortstop is there, and he does his job retiring Canestraro for the first out of the inning on the first pitch. Strong throw by Miller um, to Robert to get that out. In steps Matt Roth, the designated hitter. Roth obviously has not had the season he wanted, but that last at bat of his was mighty impressive with runners at the corner as he fouled off multiple pitches before eventually succumbing with a ground out to first. Fastball here, and he'll hit it to the same person except to the second base this time, a little bit to the left. The throw from the second baseman, Sedmak to Roberts, is in time, and that is the second out of the inning. Quick outs here for the Titans, and it'll be up to Kyle Quatrin, the senior returning from the tricep injury, to extend this inning. 
It's already been um, a really quick inning with like two pitches and two batters. Definitely not the start that Dominion wanted. Group sets the pitch low. And the pitch to Quatrant is fouled into right field for the, the first strike of the at-bat, one and one now. You can definitely see the wind blowing around the dirt on the field and the back wall as well. And Quatrin will get aboard here as, as uh, he was, he hit his soft ground ball to shortstop and the shortstop was unable to make the play in time and Quatrin will get aboard. He's got good speed for a catcher there and he showcased it. Bringing up Cole Hepler. The pitch went right through um, group, group's um, legs, who is the pitcher um, for Kyle to get on first. Let's see if Hepler's able to do some damage here. In his first at bat, he was able to get aboard. And let's see what he's able to do in his second showing here. First pitch from group to Hepler. Hepler is inside for a ball, one and out. Looks like there will be a pinch runner here, one of those court courtesy runners, as Mark McElroy will be on for Kyle Quatran. Looks like Quatran will retain his spot as catcher. A fastball from Group is in for a strike. Cole has already, or uh, Hepler has really um, been effective in this game so far, getting on base for a walk. The 1 1 now from Group to Hepler. And it's inside, nearly hitting Hepler there with the breaking ball. Two and one the count. <laughs> Runner at first base here for the Titans. The tying run and the winning, not the winning run, but the go-ahead run at the plate. Two and one the count with two outs. And Hepler hits a sharp foul ball into the right side of the foul area. The pinch runner for um, the pinch runner for the Titans looks to be Mark McElroy. Um, he, it's very likely that he and he's unable to do anything as Hepler strikes out on a low fastball in the dirt. It's a little bit chilly here as we end the fourth inning. Three to go as the Titans are still down. One to nothing. Trying to avoid their second conference loss of the year. And that's the second conference loss is something that could really push them behind. We still don't know the result or the score of the Woodgrove-Riverside game yet. But if Woodgrove is able to win that game, that extends their lead in the division even further. And honestly, I, whichever one of these teams wins the game the other team drops a two and one in the district and if the titans lose here today they'll drop even lower they'll drop down to fourth as they'll have a one and two district record as valley themselves will jump them yeah it's very important that um 
Dominion wins this game in order to um, keep their good streak going and stay at the top of the district. They've got to make sure that they keep the good vibes going. They defeated Heritage in their last game, pummeled Manassas Park 31-5, one of the biggest offensive explosions I've ever seen in person at a game. But they got to make sure they continue their efforts so far. Still Dylan Weber on the mound for the Titans at the top of the fifth. one nothing to score. No balls, no strikes for the Titans. It's getting late here at Titan Park, and it's important for the Titans that they get out of this inning without giving up any more runs. Matthew Lawn now, Matthew Lawn will again be replacing Jackson Hickey at third base. We'll get an answer on what the reason for that was, hopefully later in the game. Hickey had been struggling a bit this season um, with his at-bat, striking out, which he has done a lot this season, so. One nothing to score, top of the fifth inning. I got to tell you, this Titans team, they are incredible. They've got a 7-1 record so far this year, and they've been absolutely phenomenal no matter who they play, making sure they get up for any and every opponent. They've been winning pretty significantly, too, which we have not seen in this game so far. one nothing to score as number seven will step in four for the Vikings. First pitch is a foul ball, hit high into the air but out of play. It is the third baseman David Gringos who made a diving, a a nice play earlier in the game to get the runner at first, and then dove but was unable to make the play. But Connor Miller stepped up and made the throw to first. Weber now the 0-1, and looks like Gringos will step to bunt, but he'll bunt it foul right back towards us for the 0-2. Um, calls for time as the number 23 will come over to get the ball. <laughs> 23, the catcher Logan Cooper doing what he does best, getting the ball. Top of the fifth inning now. Titans losing this game one to nothing. 0-2 now the pitch from Weber. And he again will draw a foul from David Gringos. Bit disappointing for Weber to not be winning this game right now as he has been pitching really well with um, a ton of strikeouts. Um, his offense is just not um, producing at this point in the game for him. 0-2 now the count, the pitch, and it's softly hit under the glove of Mario Castro. Second time that's happened here today. And David Gringos will get aboard with a single. And that'll bring up the, and that'll bring up the catcher Logan Cooper. Disappointing play there for the Titans as um, Canestra really didn't make a ton of effort to go get that ball and just kind of let it bounce under his glove. Cooper in his first at bat today struck out, but let's see if he's able to get a better result here with the man on first as the leadoff man got aboard for the Vikings. Weber obviously has had his issues holding runners in this game. Let's see if that affects him here. The first pitch is a fastball, 
that gets in over the bat of Cooper for a strike. The Nats are still scoreless, and right now it's Tanner Roark, it's uh, Freeland, the Rockies pitcher, pitching to Anthony Rendon. Looks like the Wasp is back. The Wasp around. has returned, and I am telling you, this is one big Wasp. And again, Weber will have issues holding runners as a pitch will get into behind the uh, plate and allowing the runner to go to second base. Seems to be an occurring theme here on this game. And it looks like head coach Jeff Berg will come out to come argue with the umpire. Here's something we have not seen often. If ever. Looks like the batter hesitated for the bunt and then pulled it back, but not in time for the bat to hit the ball, causing the ball to go back behind the plate. And Coach Jeff Berg will go, and that was because of the Wasp. I'm telling you, if there's any vocal intonations that you hear, that is purely because of the insect flying around us right now. But it looks like the runner will stay at second. One and one the count now as head coach Jeff Berg will return to his dugout. Oh my. Weber sets the pitch with the man on second now and Quatrain's just unable to come up with the pitch and the runner advances to third. The just looked Titans. Like he looked like he closed his glove a little bit early there. Yeah, the Titans are really just struggling to keep runners on the base and not letting them proceed to the next one just throughout this whole game. Softball has still not improved their standing. It's the seventh inning now, but they're down 13 to nothing now. And a fastball from Weber will go in for a strike, bringing the count to two and two. Morgan's look here on apprehensively. You know, it's not really the fear when you can see the wasp. It's when you can't see the wasp that you get, because then that's when you get scared. Two, two now from Weber. Fly ball hit into right field for another foul ball. And we'll do this again. There's two wasps now, both flying in opposite directions. It's nighttime now as Weber fires in a pitch inside. Three and two now the count. Yeah, Weber definitely wants to get Cooper out here as with a man on third, you want to get, limit his opportunities to score here. Three to the pitch now, bottom of the fifth, top of the fifth inning and a strikeout here. Looks like Cooper was going to take his base but instead he'll go back to the dugout striking out with for the first out of this inning. Runner on third and that was an important strikeout there from Weber, he can't afford to take any chances now, any hit, any contact that leaves the infield will result in a run. And we know he can strike um, a lot of players out in this game. That was a beautiful pitch there from Weber, a curveball that dropped just underneath the bat of the leadoff batter now. Miller. Miller. 
Connor Miller, the shortstop, made a few spectacular plays in this game. He's gotten aboard both times. He's been up at the plate. First pitch from Weber is inside now, nearly hitting Miller. And Kyle does a great job. Quatrin does a great job protecting and framing the pitch almost. One and one the count. Miller has definitely proved himself this um, so far this game to why he is um, Valley's leadoff hitter. One and one now, the count to Miller. Weber sets the pitch, and it's fouled back behind the plate for a strike. One and two now, the count. Weber getting dangerously close to getting out of this inning. The Nationals are in scoring position right now. They've got first and second aboard with one out for Ryan Zimmerman, who's one for one so far in this game. At first base, you got Ryan Anthony Rendon, and at second base, you got Trey Turner. Two outs so far. First pitch will be a foul ball to Zimmerman. One and two the count here at Titan Park. Taking you a little bit outside of the action here going around the MLB. And a and a curveball from Weber will be fouled back, keeping the count at one and two. You know, gotta say, other than a few walks and hits. Other than very few walks, Weber's been really exceptional today in terms of keeping the ball low, limiting any hard contact for Valley. He sets and throws the 2-2, and it's hit into third base, but foul. The 1-2 will happen again. There have been a ton of foul balls um, this whole game, so much so that um, the Titan, one of the Titans' assistant coaches had to throw out um, a couple more, so the game could continue. As always, the coach is doing their part to help out this game. Could really hear the wind here as it's picking up. And a high fastball looks like he went, and that will be a and that will be a strikeout. Miller slamming his bat off on his cleat in disgust. He's not happy with the result there. Not at all. Not at all. He's not happy with the ump. Coach Jeff Berg isn't happy with the ump. The lesson of the game so far, do not become the umpire. Nobody likes you. In steps in the second baseman, Jonathan Sedmak. Sedmak so far has had an average game, not as well as he would hope. A slider from Weber is barely caught there. And if Kyle Quatrain doesn't lunge to get that, that's a run here. And that makes it a 2 nothing game. Yeah, good um, effort there by Quatrin. Um, definitely was the Titans needed there. A little bit of a wild pitch there by Weber. Weber's got 11 strikeouts. His last time up, Sedmak was able to get aboard on a hit to shortstop. One of those plays that shortstop Matthew Turk was unable to make. When you talk about this Dominion team as Weber fires in a fastball, that's out of the zone for a 2-0, two, two outs here with a runner at third. As you talk about this Dominion team, you got to note their youth. I'm looking right now, and I'm counting a large amount of sophomores as he fouls off a pitch into left field. You've got first baseman Mario Canestraro. You've got uh, second baseman who's a junior. And then earlier in the game, we had the third baseman Jackson Hickey and shortstop Matthew Turk is still in the game. In the outfield, Xavier really plays very often. It's a young team that's come together re really well with some veteran influences. 2-1 the count. Weber sets the pitch, and it's hit sharply right to Hepler. Hepler makes a stop and throws it 
to Castraro. So Weber gets out of the jam, gets out of the inning. He had a man at third with nobody out, got three straight. No runs will score for the Valley Vikings. And it's time for this Dominion offense to open up. They've been quiet for quite a long time. They can't do it any longer. Weber finished that fifth inning with 77 pitches. Pitch count a little bit high for him. Not where he'd want to see it, but let's see if he's able to get anything going. I don't see anyone warming up in the bullpen right now, so as far as I'm concerned, nothing is happening. Looks to be a slight lineup change here for the Titans, and as I say it, it looks like Mario Canestraro will be heading down to the bullpen to warm up, and that looks like it might end Dylan Weber's night. Definitely want to preserve his um, time here as he is such an important pitcher for this team and having him pitch again as soon as possible. Matthew Lawn will step in as the leadoff hitter for the inning. Interesting to see what he's able to do. He'll take off the donut and he will step up to the plate. Group still out there for, for the Vikings, and he'll fire a fastball that gets by the glove of Logan Cooper as one of the warm-up pitches, and is close to hitting us. Bottom of the fifth inning here for the Titans, a, an important scoring opportunity here. Looks like we will be getting a pitching change coming up very soon. Matthew Long will step in now. The Vikings will do their customary mound visit. And we will get underway here in the bottom of the fifth in just a second. Morgan, it looks like you've got some news on the pitching. Yes, so um, Dylan Weber has 92 pitches. And they can only have 110 before being forced to come out. So um, expect Mario Conestraro to come in in this next inning. You can see him warming up with backup catcher Nick Behrens as the first pitch from group is low for a fastball, for a ball. And he's warming up now. Conestraro this year has been effective as a starter and a reliever with an ERA of just .84. Good eye there by the Titan batter Matthew Lawn as he'll work the count to 2-0. The junior missed a large chunk of this year due to injury, but has come back recently and looked very nice. But here he will take a, a, take a pitch that will drop in for a strike. Cheers coming from both sides here as a fastball will go in for a strike, eating the count up at 2-2. Two two. Group's done a great job this game of... He's fallen behind to the count, but he hasn't let that phase him, and he's come back to even up the count many times. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about how Weber has been pitching phenomenally, but Group has also been doing so. I mean, he's working a shutout so far in this game. The 2-2 now. Long look in from Group. He'll get into his wind-up pitches, and it's outside getting the count full. 3-2 and two now the count. Juan definitely needs to make his mark here on this game and get something started early in this fifth inning. Bottom of the fifth inning here for the Titans. Down one run. And Matthew Long will swing and miss at a fastball just outside of his reach, and that will be the first out of the inning. And here we have 
Kevin Didomenico stepping in to bat once again. Didomenico in his first at bat grounded out to the left side of the infield to the shortstop. Let's see if he's able to get a better matchup here. He's a lefty, getting that lefty-righty advantage over the right-hand pitcher group. And Domenico lost a fly ball deep into right field. Going, going, at the track. And it's off the wall. And Domenico will race. And he'll keep going. And he may get it all the way to third with the stand-up triple. Kevin Domenico with a deep shot into right field. Coming into third base. And that's the spark this Titans team needed. Beautiful play there by Domenico. He knows when to get the hits when they count. Got the key double in the Woodgrove game got a key triple here, and you can hear the crowd getting loud here at Titans Park. They know this is an important part of the ball game. Runner at scoring position, one wild pitch away, one piece of contact away from getting home. Let's see what Matthew Turk, the leadoff batter, is able to do. Turk's had a disappointing day so far, 0 for 2 with two ground outs, but this is a big shot for him. They got the top of the order coming up. Let's see what the Titans are able to muster up here in the bottom of the fifth inning. You could definitely see how that triple just really lifted up everyone's hopes for the Titans. And it looks like Turk will bunt here. The bunt will go foul. A fly, almost a pop-up there, but went foul. Luckily, 0-1 the count. I mean, you saw it immediately off the bat from Didomenico. He got a fastball right where he wanted it inside, pulled it into right field, and beautiful play there. Almost went out of the park a few more feet, and we would have been talking about a dinger, but nevertheless, a great play by Didomenico to get contact, and deep contact at the very least. You can see him cheering on um, Turk, really wanting him to get him home. Domenico's got good speed at third base, and looks like the pitcher will take time. They gotta they gotta mix up the signs a little bit, a little bit nervous about Domenico pitcher himself uh, getting the signs and potentially making some big plays. Oh, one the count now, one out. Group sets the pitch and it's fouled into right field. A scorcher. 0-2 the count now, and Turk is immediately in a two-strike approach, choking up a little bit on the bat. You can really feel the energy in this ballpark. Lots of excitement, lots of clapping, um, even off of Turk's bat as he has fouled two pitches. Turk now gets his pitch and fouls it again, extending this head bat another pitch. Four pitches now so far. You can really see how much he wants to bring um, Domenico home. Domenico with good speed at third. They're not holding the runner here, so Domenico can take a long lead if he wants. Infield playing at a infield in now, and they'll throw it back to third, and Domenico will get back just in time, and he's clapping. He knows he's rattled the pitcher just a little bit. For the Titans, they'll, they've got Mitchell K on deck. K, obviously a dangerous hitter, who's been held in check a little bit today. He's got a walk, but also struck out. Let's see what he's able to do after this Turk at bat. And Turk gets a hanging curveball and lofts it. Foul. 0-2 the count. He's fouling off a lot of pitches, which hopefully means that this next pitcher, pitches after this, will... Um, be in play. Infield's in here, so you got to wonder about the range making any type of play, but there's got to be a play at the plate at some point. Cooper's got to be ready. The fastball from Turk is hit straight back, and he's continuing to stay alive here. 0-2 the count now. Let's see if he's able to work the count a little bit higher, extending the pitch count of Michael Group just a little bit. 
And you definitely want to do that. Um, Cooper seems to be a little bit winded, taking off his mask um, as the umpire um, slowly walks to go hand the ball to group. Looks like Cooper's just a little bit shaken up, but he'll stay in the game here. The catcher doing a good job, toughing it out. Um, Cooper was a little bit shaken up after that last pitch because the ball hit him in the mask, which is obviously shaking. Dinamanico at third now, 0-2 the count to Matthew Turk. And Turk gets a ground ball to the right side, the play at the plate, and he's safe! Dinamanico gets in before the tag, and he'll tie this game up. Matthew Turk safe at first base. The first baseman, Roberts, got the ball and fired it home, but un not in time. And Kevin Dinamanico gets on base with a stand-up triple and comes home on the ground out to tie this game up in the bottom of the fifth inning. And we've got a brand new ball game here, folks. Dinamanico bringing lots of energy to this ballpark. Although, um, when he did slide into home, it did look like he grabbed his right knee, so hopefully everything is okay. Mitchell K was stepping now with the batter at, with the runner at first. One out so far. Let's see if K is able to extend this inning and get some more damage here. And group will fire in, will look over to first base and throw it over to Roberts. Turk getting in before the tag there. He's safe. A little bit of frustration for Valley as um, this big turnaround from the Titans has shaken them up a bit. And a ground ball by Kay is right to the second, the shortstop will take it over to the bag himself and then fire it over to first for the double play. End of the fifth inning here, the Titans tie the game up on a triple and then ground out RBI by Matthew Turk to tie the game up at one heading into the sixth inning. We've got two innings to go, folks. This is shaping up to be a classic. Dylan Weber still on the mound here for the Titans. No pitching change yet, and Mario Castro will head out to first base. Looks like he's warm up, warmed up now. Definitely a good move to leave Di Domenico in this game, as earlier in the game it looked like they were going to put Ruli in the game, but by leaving him in, we just saw that uh, magical turn of events occur. Bottom of the sixth inning here, tied at one. Hopefully um, Dominion can continue their um, momentum here and end this inning quickly. For the Vikings, they'll have number two. Bain, the right fielder, batting here. Connor Bain, the right fielder. And he's taking quite a long time to get into the batter's box as the Titans will let Weber warm up just a little bit longer, giving him as much time. He's already at 92 pitches, so he's got 28 pitches before he hits the threshold of 110. Let's see if that gets him through two innings or if they want to. Or if they want 18 pitches, not 28. My math's just a little bit off there. But... Uh, but uh, let's see if Weber's able to get through this inning and under that 18-pitch threshold, allowing Kenestrara to come in for the save. 
Or if it's a tie game, then it won't be a save opportunity. But at that point, it'll be a hold. But obviously, by then, the bottom of the six is going to be a tight end score. Morgan, what do you think of Dylan Weber so far today? He's um, been very proficient, getting a lot of strikeouts. Um, he's been a little bit rattled by um, any base runners, really letting them advance um, without a lot of difficulty. His first pitch now is a slider that drops in for a strike, 0-1. His 93rd pitch of the day drops in for a strike, the slider. Tied up at one here in the bottom of the in the top of the sixth inning. Weber's fastball goes devilishly under the bat. 0-2 now the count. Oh and two now the count. All the momentum swinging the Titans' way right now. Let's see if they're able to continue it. And a fastball inside, a three-pitch strikeout for Weber, and he will strike him out for the first out of the inning. That at bat was just a perfect example about how um, dominant Weber has been getting um, Bane out in just three pitches, and he has 12 strikeouts in only the sixth inning. Did a great job setting him up with the slider and then giving him two straight fastballs, which he could do nothing with. One to one, the score as the curveball from Weber is dropping in perfectly right now, and he seems to have all his pitches working perfectly. The batter now is a pinch hitter, it looks like, for... It is. It's a pinch hitter for the pitcher group. Looks like his day is done. A slider is low, one and one to count. Actually, that is group. It is? Yes. Did not see the second three on his jersey there. Instead of a three, it's a 33. And it looks like group will stay in the game. He's going to get at least one more crack at the Titans here. Two more. At least one more and maybe even two. Oh, one the count. Weber's fastball is hit deep into right field, but foul. A towering shot there going over the netting and over the fencing. Group really giving um, everyone here a sense of his power. And he's one of those players who can change the game on just one swing. And the curveball from Weber is high and outside. One and two. What do you think of the job by Kyle Quatrin calling the game today? He's been... Um, playing really well, um, allowing Weber to get a lot of strikeouts, 12 as we mentioned earlier, um, and he's also not been letting a whole lot of pitches go past him. A fastball is high to Weber, 2-2. Two and 3-2, two. and two, sorry, the count is full now. Infield at normal depth with nobody on and one out so far in this inning. A high fastball here will let Group get on base and he draws a walk. 
Um, as we see Goop go to first, we <laughs> we know that he will be in this game um, much longer as his pitch count is only in the mid-70s, so um, expect him to pretty much play the rest of this game. Looks like Samuel Roberts will step in now, the first baseman with a batter on first base. Kind of Straro holding the runner at first, leaving a huge gap between second and first. First pitch from Weber is in there for a strike. Owen won the count. Looks like there's a um, pinch runner for um, group. Yes. Michael Group, the pitcher for the for the Loudon Valley Vikings, has done a great job today. As Robert squares to bunt, but misses the pitch entirely, and that'll be a strike. Owen to the count, and now he can't bunt it anymore. Um, and that um, pinch runner will be Liam Curley. The outfielder, he's got to have some decent speed on out there on the base paths. Going to the count. Valley looking to score after the Titans tied the game. One out here in the top of the sixth inning. Weber sets and he'll throw it over to first. And finally he'll... No, and they'll call the runner safe. Oh my. Oh my, that looked like it was a clear out there. He looked like he was beat back to the bag by the throw. What a pick, what a pick there by Canstrada to dig the ball out of the dirt and nearly apply a tag that would have ended any threat the Vikings had this inning. Instead, we'll have an 0-2 pitch now, and the batter Roberts will foul it into left field. 0-2 the count. Disappointing call there for the Titans as they, um, it would have been very beneficial to get that out there, and it looked like it was pretty clear that he was out. But nevertheless, the ump makes the call. The ump made the call, and we will continue to play ball. Weber sets, checks the runners, and fires a fastball, high heat, nothing the batter could do about it. And you can see the frustration on these Valley players right now. They're slamming the bats. They are cursing. They're doing anything they can to voice their displeasure. Weber's 13th K of the night on Friday the 13th. You may think it's unlucky. I just think it's superstition. Two outs here in the bottom of the top of the six here, and it looks like we'll have a another pitching change. Another change, not a pitching change specifically, but trying to see what the substitution is about to be. Number 30 in now for the Vikings batting the left hand. They got a lefty-lefty matchup here. And that is... Goodland. Reese Good Reese Goodland, the catcher and third baseman, the junior from Loudon Valley the Val Loudon Valley High School. And it looks like Dylan Weber's day is about done as head coach Jeff Berg is out there. And they'll hand the baseball and it looks like we'll have another pitcher here today. Mario Canestraro will come in and pitch. He will give his glove 
to Byers. To Byers, and Matthew Byers will come in the junior. A spectacular night for Dylan Weber going six, five, uh, going five and two thirds with five and two thirds with fourteen strike with thirteen strikeouts and only allowing one run. He got a um, bit of a standing ovation there as he comes off the field. And the first pitch from Canestraro on the warm-ups is high and outside, hitting the backstop here. It'll be Canestraro versus Goodlin, the righty-lefty matchup. Canestraro is no slouch as a hitter himself. He is a dominant pitcher. He's gone. He's had three wins so far this year, three and zero in the year with the sixteen with uh. Pitching 16.2 innings. All of his appearances have been as starters, so this is his first appearance coming out of the bullpen. He's uh, thrown 253 pitches on the year. Another pitch comes and nearly hits us. And he's got 21 strikeouts and just a .84 ERA. He is a strong pitcher who is going to have... Who looks to be having a slight bit of control issue so far. He's missing low, high, left, right, no matter where you see it, his pitches are going. Yeah, he's definitely um, making Quatin move all over the place here. Looks like he's finally getting into a bit of a rhythm here. He'll be against Goodlin. Bayer taking throws at first. Bayer has not taken many at-bats this year. Only two, and he's one for two with those at-bats. For the Titans, they'll have Ryan Bowman and Mario and then Matt Roth coming up, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out in the bottom of the sixth. Two outs here. Canestraro just needs to get four outs. Four out. One out here. The Titans score a run in the bottom of the six. Mario gets three more, and then we all go home happy. That's the plan. Let's see if the Vikings are accommodating to that plan. Just um, get a quick out here, and then um, the Titans should be able to make something happen. Canestraro okay, sets. His first pitch, a fastball. Quick release here from Canestraro. Getting the pitch in for in to the strike zone. Swing and a miss there from Goodlin. Owen won the count. Owen won the count now. Two outs here in the top of the six as Goodlin will take time. Tie game, one to one. And it looks like they'll call a balk here on Mario Canestraro, and the runner will advance from first to second. Disappointing start there for Canestraro, only throwing one pitch um, with already advancing the runner. Let's hope he's able to keep this a tie ball game as we head to the bottom of the sixth. 0-1, Mario checks the runners and fires a curveball that drops it for a strike, 0-2. And we're seeing the full repertoire of Mario Canestraro here Fastball, off-speed, breaking pitches, you name it, he's got it. He's a truly special player, both batting and hit, both batting and pitching. See the wind um, blowing all over the place here tonight. 
Dust getting in the outfielder's eyes. Got to worry about that. But it does not matter. Mario doesn't let the ball get out of the catcher's mitt. A fastball high and outside for a strikeout. And we'll go to the bottom of the six. The Loudoun Valley Vikings are unable to get anything going in that inning. And now it's up to the Titans. They've got two opportunities. Six outs to go. Tie ball game here. Let's see if we're able to go home with a win. Very strong pitching performance there by Conestraro. Um Took him three pitches to get that out. Yeah, and the Buck, even though it was mistakes, didn't really seem, really made no impact upon the rest of that at-bat. You think that for Mario, even though he's a sophomore, he seems to play a lot older than his age. You think that that maturity helped him get through that balk? Definitely. Um, even though he know he made a mistake, he just went out there, didn't let him phase him, and just pitched really, really well to get that out and just continue on with this game. A quick thank you to the scoreboard operator here today, Adair, doing a great job keeping balls, strikes, score, inning, you name it, she's got it. Bottom of the sixth here, and they've got a new pitcher up on the mound. Four. No, same pitcher. It's still Group. Michael Group. Yeah, he'll be in here for a while as he, he still has um, a relatively low pitch count for being in the sixth inning with only mid-70s. So we'll be seeing him for quite possibly the rest of this game. Ryan Bowman will step in here trying to get that pitch count like you talked. They want to get this higher. They want to work into this Valley bullpen and get them you know, a little bit more tired than they are so far. Yeah, he's um, been really dominant during this game, only allowing one run. The first pitch to Bowman is a low breaking ball, 1-0 the count. Your update for the Nationals, it's the top of the fifth inning and they're down one to nothing right now, unable to get any runs going. The second pitch now is hit into right field, but it'll go foul. Lots of foul balls here tonight, and that just adds to the count of many foul balls. One and one the count now to Bowman. And Bowman swings and misses on a curveball that drops just underneath him. One and two now. He's got to protect the plate. Definitely needs to um, get on base here in any way possible just to um, – Give the Titans a chance to score here. The 1-2, and he will swing and miss, striking out for the first out of the inning. Come on, Mario. And here steps in the pitcher who got his first out in just three pitches. Mario Canestraro steps in now. Canestraro so far has had a walk and then a ground out so far today. 0-1 oh on the day. His fr the first pitch to him is a fastball inside. He'll swing and miss. Powerful cut there by Mario. He is as calm as ever, not really being phased by anything coming at him. And, yeah, just super calm and collected. The pitch, and he will foul it back. 0-2 now the count. The Dominion hitters doing the pitcher's job for them, getting behind in the count. 0-2 now. Another ball goes over the fence. If you're just joining us, it's a bot it's the bottom of the sixth inning. Game tied at one, and it's an 0-2 count to Mario Canestraro. 
and he will swing and miss for the second strikeout of the inning. They'll throw it around the horn, and we'll tell you how we got here today as Matthew Byers steps in for his third plate appearance of the season. The Vikings scored a run early in the first inning when they came home on a double steal. That would be Connor Miller who came home. And the Titans, though, got it right back in the fifth when Kevin Didimenko lofted a deep ball into into right field for a triple and came home on a on a ground out by Matthew Turk. The pitch here from Group is in for a strike. Owen won the count to Byers. Byers, the righty, holds back on a ball outside, one and one the count. The ball just pops right out of Cooper's glove. Same defense here for the Vikings, trying to preserve this tie. One and one the count. And Byers will take a vicious cut, but miss one and two. Good swings here by the Titans. They're getting some nice, powerful swings, but unable to make any contact at all. One and two the count, two ball, uh, two outs. And Byers will hit a soft ground ball to the second baseman who lofted over to Roberts for the third out of the inning. The Titans go down in order. One, two, three. And we'll head to the final inning. The top of the seventh is a tie game. Mark and Estrada still out there. What do you think of this game so far? Um, it's been a um, pretty disappointing game for both sides. Offensively, both sides have been pitching extremely well. Um, you know, both amazing efforts by both pitchers, both Weber and Group. Um, Speaking of those pitchers, I thought it was going to be a clear advantage for the Titans heading in. They had their ace on the mound, but it looks like Valley answered with their own ace in Group, who's been spectacular today. And he's still going. He's going to be there for the bottom of the seventh, if I'm uh, not mistaken. And it's going to be interesting to see how, because his pitch count is extremely low, so it's going to be interesting to see how they manage him. Yeah, that low pitch count definitely gives the Vikings an advantage here. Estraro going with some warm-up pitches. Um, group only has 82 pitches, which is very low considering that um, Weber went out earlier in the game with close to the 100 mark. Castraro throwing in some off-speed and breaking ball pitches into his warm-up routine here. For the Titans, they still have Matthew Lawn at third, Matt Turk, the Matthews manning the left side of the infield. At second base, they have Cole Hepler, and at first base, they have Matthew Beyer. Um, I would ex expect an extremely dominant inning here by um, Kenestrow, as we saw on that one batter that he had, just getting him out in three pitches. So hopefully, hopefully he can um, continues that very dominant pitching. Looks like if nothing changes in this inning, we'll be heading to extra innings. It's getting late here, folks. There's no sun out. The time currently is 8.35. We started first pitch at 6.30. It's been two hours and five minutes. Let's see what happens. Canestraro takes time. The batter now for the Vikings is the first pitch is a curveball that drops into Cody Lockhart, the left fielder. 
0-1 the count now, tie game at one. Castraro sets the pitch, and it's hit sharply into right field. We've seen a ton of foul balls here, especially hitting the opposite way. If even a few of those fell for hits, this game would not be 1-1. One one. It would be 5-5, five 7-7. To five to seven to seven. Yeah, it's been pretty impressive how many foul balls have been hit, and just swinging a little bit earlier, we would have seen this score be much different tonight. 0-2 the count as the batter will take a timeout, taking a few practice hacks here. On, oh my, on deck is David Gringos, the third baseman. Gringos so far in this game has struck out and then made it into, oh my, uh, and made it in to first base on a single as Lockhart will fly out to Ryan Bowman in second in right field for the first out of the inning. That's probably one of the hardest hit balls after Kevin Domenico's hit that we've seen all night. Yep. In steps in Gringos. Gringos, the third baseman, has made a few nice defensive plays but hasn't been able to do much with his bat other than that single earlier in the game. Oh, oh, the count to him. One out. Canestraro sets the pitch. It's a curveball. And diving stop by Hepler. Hepler throwing from his knees. And a spectacular defensive play by Cole Hepler. And he's fired up. Ranging to his left, diving, making a stop, and then throwing from his knees to get the runner at first by nearly steps. Two outs now. Incredible there, incredible play there from Cole Hepler. Hepler has not played much this season, but he's definitely showing tonight why he should get more at-bats and playing time. Canestraro now sets. He's going against the catcher, Logan Cooper. The first pitch is a fastball right in there at the knees. Owen won the count, and Kenestraro is making light work now of these Viking hitters. The 0-1. Swung on, and right up the middle here, Turk tries to make a diving play, but is unable to, and it will be a single into center field. Runner at first now, it's the catcher, Logan Cooper, and it looks like Connor Miller will step up, and Miller has had an incredible impact on this game so far. He scored the only run of the game for Valley and struck out in his other appearance, but that run was a mighty consequential one. If he's able to get on, you have to watch out for him on the base paths. Yeah, and um, these this Viking team has been getting quite a few hits on Canestro, not necessarily... Um, getting on base, but making contact. And then the steal here from Cooper. Cooper gets it, the throw is into, the throw goes over the head of the second base in Hepler, but the shortstop, Matthew Turk, was there alertly backing up the play. Solid fundamentals prevent the runner from advancing to third base. And Quatrain's not been good holding runners today. He's struggled quite a few times. Yeah, he um, has been struggle struggling with getting the ball there on time and then also in the right location. Canestraro checks the runners. Runner. And fires in a high fastball for a ball one and one now. The pressure seems to be getting to Canestraro a little bit as it hasn't affected him much. 
And a curveball here hit to the third baseman, Lon. Lon makes a strong, accurate throw to the first baseman, Matthew Beyer. And that's the end of the that's the end of their half of the second inning. And we, the the Dominion Titans will have a chance to walk this ball game off. When we come back, they will be trying to walk this team off in the bottom of the seventh inning. Group still on there for the Vikings as we get here in the bottom of the seventh. Okay. Kyle Quatrin, the catcher, will be starting this inning off. The senior. Let's see. Let's see if he's able to add to a long list of Dominion memories with a clutch hit here, and. End this game in regular in regular innings. He's been a very important um, member of this team so far this game and this season. Goop's throwing some warmer pitches and he's been firing a few that have been a little bit too low here. But let's see if he's able to do that during the Titans batting portion. Looks like perhaps the pitch count is getting to him a little bit. Even though he is fairly low in the pitch count, it has been seven innings. He's had to deal with a lot of emotional stress here, protecting a one nothing lead, and then now he's back to protecting a tie. Let's see what he's able to do here against the Dominion lineup. Um, both offense, if teams haven't really been doing a lot to help out their pitchers th so far this game either. It's been rough for the pitching here. Group sets the pitch inside for a strike. 0-1 the count. No update yet on the score of the Riverside baseball game. And a strong hit here is hit past the pitcher to the shortstop. And the throw is not in time as the runner, as the first baseman came off the bag and Quatrain is aboard. Very important play there for the Titans as even one runner on the base pass could make all the difference. In steps in Cole Hepler, who's been good so far in this game, got aboard with the walk before striking out in a second plate appearance. Let's see if he's able to keep that going. Riverside is currently tied at nine at the moment. Trying to get a score on that game as quickly as I can. That's the last related score. Much different game there as nine runs is a lot different than one. Cole Hepper batting for the right side against the right-handed pitcher, Michael Groot. And the first pitch is a short ground ball that goes past the pitcher into the second baseman. And with that, the runner advances to second. And it's a it looks like it's not it's not Quatron running the bases here, but it's someone with quite a bit of speed. Hepler. It's Hepler running the bases. Oh. 
McElroy is pinched running, and he's got quite a bit more speed than the catcher, Quatrain. Quatrain did the hard work getting aboard. The first pitch to Matthew Lawn is a high fastball that he swings and misses on. Lawn's struggled so far in this game with two strikeouts. One strikeout, sorry, the first was attributed to Jackson Hickey. But he will foul a fastball in on his hands back this back towards us here behind the plate. 0-2 the count now. Bottom of the seventh here, the Titans are trying to win this game, walking it off. Let's see if they're able to do it here. Bottom of the seventh, tie game, runner at second base, and here's Matthew Lawn. Group sets, checks the runners. The pitch, and Lawn looks to bunt, and he gets a perfect bunt down. It gets between the runners, and Lawn is aboard, giving the Titans runners at the corners. Runners at the corners here, and the Titans have a golden opportunity to score. This is exactly what the Titans needed. Um, getting very lucky with that bunt. Um, neither the pitcher or the third baseman being able to make the play. And here's one of those sophomores we talked about. Xavier Ruley hasn't played today, but is coming in as a pinch hitter, and he's got a chance to make an enormous play in this game. He's got good speed, so you don't have to worry too much about a double play. If you're the Titans, do you think about the double steal here? Yes, definitely. It worked for the Vikings earlier in the game. And with having um, um, McElroy, who has already proved his speed earlier in the game, that um, um, the, and also a fast runner on first, that it's um, very likely that that could end in success. Let's see what they're able to do. The manager here trusting group, telling his pitcher to calm down and to just settle the nerves. The runner at first base is the... Runner at first base is Matthew Lawn, who got aboard off the bunt. The runner at third is... Runner at third is John McElroy. At the plate is Xavier Ruley. Let's play ball. Infield at double play depth. Bottom of the seventh here. A first swing. The first pitch is a swing and a miss by Xavier. 0-1 the count. Infield in here trying to get a double play, but that leaves some great opportunities here for Ruley to lift a hit deep into the into the gaps. Um, the Vikings not holding the the um the runner, the runner at first. first. He's able to get a nice lead here. They're not holding the runner at third either. Just got to make sure you don't get picked off. That would be a dagger here. They're just looking to get um, Ruley out here. Xavier struggled a lot this year. A .045 average, but let's see if he's able to come up with a clutch hit here. And he gets a ball that goes off the second baseman's mid. And the Titans walk it off. The Titans walk it off. A grounder to the right side to the first baseman that he's not able to handle. And Xavier Ruley walks off the game for the Titans, and they're able to get an exciting win here against a very good Loudoun Valley team, winning the game in the bottom of the seventh, two to one. Incredible job here. The ball just seemed to bounce off the first baseman's glove, and 
John McElroy came home like a freight train and he scored. Eric Gustafson, sorry. Eric Gustafson scored the game-winning run for the Titans. They'll shake hands. What a great win for the Titans, improving the record on the year to 8-1 with a 2-1 record in the division. That'll lift them to at least second place or keep them at third place at least, at the very least, in the Dulles District as they try to keep standings intact come playoff time. Great job there by Xavier Rulli. It's been a tough season for the kid, but he came through when it mattered most. Yeah, it's really been an uphill battle this whole game for the Titans. Um, with the Vikings scoring early, um, struggling to score in the beginning, but very satisfying win for them tonight. Pure joy coming off the faces here at Titans Park, except if you're a Vikings fan or player. The Titans running around, cleaning up the bases. They're having fun here. Whenever you win like this, it's a great game. For Varun Shunker, for Morgan Fisher, I'm Varun Shunker signing off from an exciting game here at Titans Park.